Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will have us covering part two of our MCU tier list. My name is Jules and today our party members are... Mateo and just me. And just Mateo. Um, whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to like and subscribe. And we'll get this adventure rolling. So this is actually part two of this adventure. Um, in this episode, we are going to be placing phase three Marvel films onto our MCU tier list. And as you can see, um, we've already placed phase one and phase two. So if you didn't catch our first part, um, we'll throw the link up here and you should catch that. Check to see what we had to say about phase one and phase two. And I'll put you in the best position to understand what we're about to say about phase three. Um, so let's get started. Phase three, Marvel, Captain America, Civil War. I'm going to open with this one. When I first watched this film, I walked out of the film saying, I really like this film, but this was my least favorite of the Captain America films. Upon rewatching, it's completely reversed. I think this movie has aged significantly better than the Winter Soldier. And I actually think that this film is a masterpiece. I, this movie is in my S tier. And I know that that's not the case for you. And I know that's not the case for everybody. But this movie is in my S tier of Marvel films. I think the introduction of Spider-Man is incredibly well done. The introduction, not just of him, of um, T'Challa as well. The Iron Man and Captain America, like, opposing ideologies and the way that they come into conflict with each other. And the emotional arc of this film is so well done in the way that it tugs on like all of your heartstrings in all the right ways. And honestly, Zemo is a better villain than like 90% of the MCU at this point. Zemo is super compelling. His motivations are super, super sound. And his end goal is so different from all these wacky villains we've been having. Like, I, I don't know. I, this film to me has aged way, way better than when I first watched it, because I think when I first watched it, all the movie was for me is this is an Avengers film. I want to see everybody fight each other and I want to see Spider-Man. I want to see Black Panther. And so I came out of it liking it because I'm like, I got all those things. But it didn't feel like a Captain America movie. But then rewatching it, I'm like, no, 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 this is a Captain America movie. Like, I really think you need to, like, strip away all those pieces and really just look at his arc and Iron Man's arc to really recognize how deeply this is a captain america movie and i think i missed that on my first watch and now i really like it because i i really feel like this is the peak of steve's character arc i thought this movie was amazing coming out of the theater and i've watched it, i think two or three times since then and every time i've watched it i've kind of like it's kind of chipped chipped away at me a little bit like there's things i don't like about it and it's slowly gone down this list at it at, no matter how it's going to end it's going to show that the captain america movies are the highest ranked movies in this list like he has the best movies compared to any other character in the mcu at least in my opinion but i don't know if i could go that high for civil war it, it's a long movie and it, it kind of feels its runtime in, in parts, even though I do love a lot of elements about it. I don't know if I could put it higher than Cap 2 because I like less cluttered and, and, and more quiet Marvel movies. Like, I don't want a billion characters in the movies. I, I, I kind of feel like in some parts that Civil, Civil War did lose its focus 
to me because I had to pay attention to all these characters on the tarmac fighting, or I had to pay attention to the Sokovia Accords in this in this room where all these people are talking politics. Like, there's parts that it did lose me. I do like the the Steve and Iron Man feud in this movie, and I think that's one of the best parts of any Marvel movie. Like, they got to the root of both of those characters in that conflict, and it it worked really well. This should be an Avengers movie. Like, I don't agree with what you said about, like, how this feels like a Captain America movie. I really don't. Like, I just think that when you had, at this point, you had the two anchors of the MCU with Iron Man and Cap, I don't think you could call it a Captain America movie when both of these characters shared the screen time and they, they shared the spotlight. So I would put it at an A tier below Cap 1 personally, but I could see it being an S tier. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily expect for it to be an S tier, and I, I, that wasn't my my point. I, th- I think that's just my personal opinions on it. Mm-hmm. However, I would personally, like where I would like to place it, is I do want it in A tier, and I, and I do want it above the first Avenger, to be honest. I do think that this is a better Captain America film than even the first one. Even though the first one is really, really good, I think that my love for the first film is what makes me love this film more. Because again, like when you strip away all the Avengers elements, which are there, which add to the spectacle of the film and you just focus on the heart of the film, which is the relationship between Bucky, Steve and Peggy, which is the heart of the first film. It is a really emotional story. Like I, I really like this film as the kind of death of Captain America. Like, that's what I, I look at this film mm-hmm. as. is like, this is like the death of like the optimistic ideal of Captain America. That died when Peggy died in this movie. Yes, exactly. And I really, I just mm-hmm. like the way that they, they did it. So I personally mm-hmm. would put it above First Adventure. I'm fine with that. Cool. Now we continue into phase three with Doctor Strange. Now I'd like to preface this one. If this was just up to me, and I think you, I, I'm speaking for you right now, but I, I'll... I'll hear your things. I think this would go lower than where I think we're going to put it. Because I have an idea of where we're going to put it. However, I would personally, for Doctor Strange, even though they're not here, like to bring in the voices of Gino and Riley, who I, I know both really enjoy this film. I really enjoy this movie also. So I'm confused by what you were saying. So for me, at least. I love I, this movie. I thought you shared my opinion. For me, I I like this film. Like This is a solid B-tier film for me. However, mm-hmm. I think it's a solid A-tier for Gino and Riley. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say, like I think I'm going to be placing it like higher out of respect to them. No, I've, I've always liked this movie. Again, I think Doctor Strange goes back to that same kind of feeling of like MCU pre-Endgame, where it's like crusty-eyed bandit is just not a good villain. <laughs> and, you know, it's good, but I, I just felt, I, I felt like there was something missing, personally. I'd have to put this in A tier, honestly, just because of the special effects. Like, that alone, I think, like, this movie was such a spectacle. It really revolutionized, I think, CG in movies, in in my opinion, at least. Like, the whole, like, kaleidoscope effect and, like, the mirror dimension, like, the, the all those elements in the movie, I think, were amazing. And I also really liked his origin. I personally would rank this, like, on my list, this would be my second best origin in the MCU. Actually, third best, because the Guardians and Cap 1. But, like, I would personally put this between Cap 1 and Iron Man 1. Like, I really like Doctor Strange. So, sorry, you think between 
Cap and Iron Man one. Yep. This movie is really, really, really good. It really holds up too. Like I, I act, it actually went up in my standings. Okay. In my recent rewatch, I will, I will adhere to it. I, I, mm-hmm. I really am the kind of person that I just feel like I can't, I don't appreciate Doctor Strange as much as it should be, and so that's mm-hmm. why I'm kind of like, I, I really just would like other people to place this one. Okay, we're on Guardians of the Galaxy two. Now I'll let you start. So if you can recall, Jules, after we watched Guardians of the Galaxy two in theaters, I said, this movie is awful. This was terrible. Oh, it's too neon. I said, I literally said it's too neon. It's a joke every five seconds. And, and there's too many characters that just, I don't care about. And ego was lame and all this stuff. But I can honestly say that I was wrong. It's nowhere near as good as the first Guardians movie. And it's not a D-tier movie like I said it was last time. In my MCU watch through, it was the highest riser. It went from D to B. I would put this in B for sure now. I love the opening with like Baby Groot running around to to this, to Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. I love that beginning section of the movie. I still have problems with Ego, but they're not as bad as they were before. And I do like the state of the team at the end of this movie, I love the addition of Mantis. Mantis is really good, honestly. She's she's like the the real bright star in this movie for me. The gold people kind of suck, but I don't think they're meant to be that great anyways. But yeah, another solid James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I, I would put it in B tier still. I would agree. Either top of I think top of B for for me. Yep, I would I would agree with you. I I think that this film has is better than we thought it was and I think rewatches make that very clear. It is very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are at the first Spider-Man film, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, now, the rhetoric around Spider-Man online is very interesting because a lot of people kind of rag on these films, and I personally have no idea why people are down on these films. I don't think Spider-Man has the best trilogy in the MCU. I do think Captain America has that, but the best trilogy. However, I think Spider-Man has better films than most of the Avengers. I personally think Homecoming is a B-tier film. Really? Yep. I I do think it's a B-tier film. It is a strong film. It has a lot of heart. It interprets Peter Parker nearly perfect, aside from the fact that, you know, he has help from Tony Stark, which isn't really like how his origin is supposed to go. But this is a new interpretation. This is the MCU. That's fine. Tom Holland does a great job in the role. Supporting characters are fun. It really captures the essence of high school. But again, I think this is that kind of film that very similarly to Winter Soldier, once you kind of know where it's going, I feel like on rewatches, it kind of dilutes it a little. Like I probably would have made it, called it an A-tier film on my initial watch. But on further watches, I would probably call it a B-tier film. Although very high-end B-tier. Like, this is probably, in my opinion, the top of the B-tier right now. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really like Spider-Man Homecoming. It's definitely my favorite MCU Spider-Man movie. It's not my favorite Spider-Man movie. That goes to The Amazing Spider-Man. But some of the moments in this movie, to this day, are some of my favorite moments in the MCU. The scene where he's holding the boat together. I really, really love the uh, Washington Monument scene. And then also the end when he's like depowered right he doesn't have a stark tech suit but he's still able to take down vulture and he's like covered with all that stuff and it's very reminiscent of the panel from the comics where he pushes himself to persevere through these impossible odds 
And I love the, the, the style of the movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one of my favorite movies in general. And this movie pays homage to that whole 80s genre of brat pack type films like the breakfast club ferris bueller's day off like i really 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 like this i would put it in a tier personally below doctor strange above iron man one i'm so, okay with it going in a tier i'm totally fine with your placing of it as well vulture is amazing vulture is really good michael keaton does a great job such a menacing villain honestly like and he's like he's a nice guy but like he will do anything for his family and like i i really liked that that angle for him. Yeah, he is definitely one of the better villains in the MCU up to this point. I do really like this film. Now, this is the one where we're going to have to disagree, unfortunately. Um, probably more so than any other film. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. I don't know if I can get away with saying it's in D tier. Drop it down to C tier. I will not stand for this movie being in C tier. This is... I think, let, let me make my case for it first. You can go ahead. Everything you lo- don't like about, like spoilers for feature in the list, everything you don't like about Thor Love and Thunder, that's in this movie too. No, it's not. It Thor is Ragnarok very, is just no. as bad as Thor Love and Thunder. No, very, 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 very different scenarios. They couldn't make a Planet Hulk movie. Okay, I get it. But like, I just feel like they kind of wasted Sakaar in Thor Ragnarok and then also they wanted to make a third Thor movie fine the last two Thor movies were either bad or like but or whatever they took themselves too seriously but I don't think the solution was to go on the complete opposite end and make it a laughing stock in my opinion like I just but laughing stock that's not really what it is my issues with this movie completely lie with Taika Waititi's style I like what we do in the shadows but I feel like there's too many jokes that don't stick in this movie. And it's just, I can't stand Jeff Goldblum. Outside of the MCU, I don't like Jeff Goldblum. But put him in the MCU, it's just, he's so cringe. And the Grandmaster's cringe. I just can't stand this and movie. I, I understand some of your gripes. But I do really think they are very personal gripes uh, gripes with this film because there are distinct differences between this film and thor love and thunder which i I will talk about more there's very distinct very distinct differences and the big difference ultimately is that thor ragnarok does not retread the same things over and over and over and over again this film feels intentional this film has a fantastic plot Like, the plot is great. The character arc that Thor goes through in this film is incredible from beginning to end. The way that he loses Asgard and has to accept the fact that, you know, Asgard isn't the physical location and, like, the way that he has to deal with the grief and the loss of his father and coming into his own. Like, it is a very well-done character arc. The plot is really great. Hela is fantastic as a villain. She's... She's like, what's her name? Uh, um, Kate Blanchett. She's fantastic mm-hmm. as Hela. The soundtrack slaps. The the big like moment slap. Like that's the that's the big difference with this and Thor: Love and Thunder is that Thor: Love and Thunder tried to be this film, but it did it worse in every single capacity. This film, even though yes, comedy is at its heart, it does have serious moments, and it blends the serious and the funny very 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 well to me at least they don't feel intrusive they feel very natural they feel very like 
the banter between Loki and Thor at this point in their life like makes sense. The banter between Banner and Thor makes a lot of sense. Like and even like with Banner and Loki in there, like um the introduction of Valkyrie, like everything is done very, very well. And then they do leave the comedy behind at times, right? Like the beginning of the film is not comedic. The beginning of the film is very serious and it sets up this journey. And then they kind of have a comedic kind of like side quest on Scar, sure. Um, but then when they come back to Asgard, it is very heartfelt and meaningful and like serious again. And that's why I feel like it does, it does what Thor the Dark World doesn't do. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It finally allows Thor to kind of find his groove, um, I feel. Like, I feel like this is the best Thor has been. And I, I do think it just, it has a lot going for it. I can understand why some people might not like Taika Waititi's style of humor. And I think that's a valid criticism in some regard. But I also don't think that that's this entire film. There's There's so much more to this film than just the comedic aspect. I've seen this movie three times. I must be blind. Like, I just don't see what people see in this movie. Like, I just, it, it's something that, like, I was able to overcome that and understand when watching Guardians 2, but I cannot see it for Thor Ragnarok. Like, it's, like, I don't know what it is. Well, I can tell you right now, it, I will not allow this movie to go in C tier. I personally, no, I, I very well acknowledge I'm in the minority with Thor Ragnarok. I personally think this is an A-tier movie. I'm okay putting it at the end. Oh, all right. Okay. I can live with that because I, I, I knew it would be a tough and or impossible sell for me to, for now, me to convince you. For so. me, I think, I think if Riley was here, this wouldn't be much different. I think I Thor Ragnarok is not the hill I want to die on, and I do think it should be in A-tier, but I'm not going to fight it above some yeah. of the A-tier films. I'm I'm okay. I have other mm -hmm. battles to fight. Black Panther. I feel like with Black Panther you gotta start you gotta start at A probably. Yeah, you you do gotta start at A with Black Panther. Yeah. I I was gonna say like I really do feel like this is either on the upper end of A or this is another potential for S. Black Panther is just a really great film. I, I would I would argue actually like other than Guardians, which I guess is kind of like an origin film. Um, but when we're looking at just like a single hero origin film, I think this is the best origin film. Like, I think this is better than First Avenger, which I think is the the best origin film aside from Black Panther. Like, I think this has everything that Doctor Strange didn't have for me. I feel like mm -hmm. it has a lot of intrigue. Um, it fe It actually, strangely enough, feels more magical than Doctor Strange does for me. There's just something about... Wakanda and the way that they introduce it and the way that the culture is introduced that feels more extravagant than the way that they introduce magic. It's this incredible world that exists in a pocket of the world that has not been explored enough. And I think that the film itself really defines itself in recognizing the story it needed to tell like while it's a commentary on like the privileges and like the oppression of colonizers in america which is all of killmonger's story it also has this like interesting commentary on like but then what is the responsibility of like a nation like wakanda 
like it like it, it brings this accountability piece to Wakanda of like if Wakanda were a real place in our modern day how problematic would the fact that it hasn't intervened in all of these horrible things that have happened mm-hmm. to black people across the world i really like that they rooted the story in the sense that like if we were to introduce this idea of wakanda today what is the reality of that situation and yeah. i really liked how they like really brought up like killmonger like goes about it the wrong way but like his intentions might be right and then that mm-hmm. kind of leads you know t'challa to recognizing like oh my gosh like yes like we we need to like like that's how they bring wakanda into the larger mcu is they kind of like address why it's been gone like why it's been invisible up until this point and they do it in such an eloquent way that has a lot of heart behind it like i think this is at the time the most sophisticated film in the mcu it's the only mcu film that actually wanted to touch real world problems and Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes it special and that's honestly why i would put it at s tier um, because I think it's more than just a superhero film at times. I do think it's it it transcends that. In my personal list, it's in my top five. So it is an S tier for me. Just everything you said. But just to expand on Killmonger, I, I think Killmonger is probably my favorite villain in the MCU. Yeah. He, Michael B. Jordan's performance is amazing. Like, he's so smart. He's like Batman in a way. Like, he's been preparing for the events of that movie his whole life, essentially. He knew everything he was about to do. He was so calculated. And he did, like in like how I said with what Hydra did in Cap 2, he systematically took down an entire nation, essentially. He killed their leader, and he assumed the crown. His performance was one of the greatest in the MCU, period. That alone, I think, is enough merit for it to be an S-tier. Like, okay. it had Chadwick Boseman, deservedly so, he was amazing, but Michael B. Jordan stole that movie. Yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like that's a, it's pretty true. Like it's Killmonger was at the time, like, and still, to a degree, is one of the best villains. So mm-hmm. I I do. So let's put it in S. Now the question is, where does it go in S? For me, it's third place. It's behind yeah. Cap. For me, it's above Winter Soldier, but that's just because of what I said about Winter Soldier isn't in my ass anymore, but I'm okay with mm-hmm. it being here. Avengers Infinity War. Ah, gee, see? It's tough. I will preface this one by saying that I think Infinity War is the best Avengers film. I would have to agree with that. And I'll talk about that more when we talk about Endgame, but I think think that infinity war is definitely in contention to be the best marvel film and i i think infinity war should be s tier i would put it in s tier as well for the same reasons why revenge of the sith and empire strikes back are my favorite star wars movies this is my favorite avengers movie it did not end on a predictable note where the heroes win and and everything's all hunky-dory this ending was one of the most impactful moments in cinema I think I've ever had in my life. Thanos wins, but then you see the heroes disappear. Who's going to disappear? Who's going to stay? What are the ramifications that this movie is going to have on the MCU? Like Avengers with the Battle of New York, the blip now is what they're calling it. That is another milestone, like landmark moment for this universe. And in ways, 
actually not in ways it is more impactful than the battle of new york was because the entire world was affected by the events of this movie i feel like the the way that they wrote all these characters into this movie was masterful to say the least like it did a better job than captain america civil war or avengers age of ultron did where they knew every line of this movie mattered every interaction in this movie mattered and Endgame is very similar in that regard. I just think that just the note in which this movie ended is just the thing that makes it my favorite Avengers movie. It's just, I like it when the heroes lose sometimes. So, but I I can't say it's my favorite movie in the MCU though. I would put it above Black Panther personally, but I just find that Guardians 1 and Cap Winter Soldier are tidier movies in the sense that like they're, I like the smaller scope and the more focus it gives on the main cast. It's great that all these characters are in the movie, but there are characters that have, were forgotten about or were barely in this movie. So some of my favorites, but like it, it's for sure an S tier. I would put it at three. I, I would agree with that positioning. And I'll just say like, I'm not going to say much because you kind of said a lot of it, but th- this movie doesn't exactly have the payoffs of the saga, mm-hmm. which is why I think sometimes people feel like Endgame is the better movie because Endgame has a lot of the payoffs and a lot of the moments that really like make your your heart warm. But if we just look at like the plot and just like the character interactions and like the journey, like this is a better film. They good job choosing who is going to travel with who, right? Like Thor and Rocket, fantastic pairing, so fun. Seeing Rabbit. right? Like seeing Spider-Man with with Tony Stark and then Doctor Strange, like such and a Star Lord and Star Lord, right? Like such a cool group. And then also like on the other end of things, like having like Cap with T'Challa and then like Wanda and Vision, like like there there was a lot of intentionality behind the setup and the pairings of the characters and why mm-hmm. those characters, while they complemented each other well also like created not conflicts in the same way that they do in the first two Avengers more they're like butting heads, but conflict in the sense that like they operate very differently, right? Like inherently characters like Spider-Man and Star-Lord are going to be very different than Iron Man and Doctor Strange. And so like the conflict there isn't that they're butting heads. It's that they're approaching the situations differently and they have very different yeah. stakes in what's happening right that that's what the brilliance of this film was and then like you said like the way it ended was really really strong even if you knew what was going to happen like it 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 did it really well um and even though we knew a lot of the characters were going to come back it still let us feel those moments right like it's still like it wasn't about the fact that we're disappearing it's more the fact like the moments of the disappearing right like it like we knew they were all going to come back and we a lot of us knew that there was going to be a snap and people were going to get dusted, but it was more that moment of like having to watch like Peter disappear while Tony Stark is like feeling this immense guilt or like having to watch Wanda like kill her husband. And then Thanos just reverses time and takes it like takes the mind stone anyway. Like, like those moments are what made it brilliant. It wasn't the, the fact that they were dusted. It's the, the way that they, framed the loss and the the way that they framed the defeat that felt very like devastating because you knew that even when they came back there were going to be massive consequences 
and yeah. just the way that they interacted because this was like a traumatic event. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would agree that it should go above Black Panther, Ant Man, and the Wasp. For me, this is kind of easy. I this is a C tier movie. I agree. I would put it above Thor as well. It's not as good as the first movie. It has similar beats. The original Ant Man. It introduces the quantum realm, which is very important. And the Wasp has a larger role, and she is very good in this movie as well. Yeah. I really like Wasp. I think, yeah, so. there's things that they do very well, but there's also you're right. Like I think what hurts this film is it does feel like a retread of the first. Um, mm-hmm. I personally would not put this above Thor. I would per- put this below Thor. Yeah, that's fine. Honestly, like it's they're very Thor and and like I, I they're very similar yeah, placement on my list. They're same caliber. Yeah. Um. Okay. Captain Marvel. So. This also was a um, a movie that did rise up on my list a lot. I didn't really like this movie very much when I saw it in theaters. But it's still not a top half Marvel movie in my opinion. I would put it in high C tier. Maybe I could be convinced low B as well. But for sure, I would probably put it above Thor. I, I don't like a lot of the stuff that's not on Earth. Like, I, I like this stu- I like it when she comes to Earth. She goes in Blockbuster. Like, it's very nostalgic. And I like the Stanley cameo in this movie. I like Maria Rambo as the mom. Monica's a little girl in this movie. I like that. And I like Nick Fury sometimes in this movie. I don't like how Nick Fury lost his eye. I think that was really, really, really lame. But I think it has good action, and it's just an average origin movie. Very similar to Thor and Ant-Man. So that's where I would place it. It's high C, low B. I mean, I, I generally agree with your your broad strokes of this film. Um, I also didn't love it when I first watched it. And then on a rewatch, I was actually like, oh, this movie is a lot better than I remember. Um, and I do agree, like the space stuff, especially the stuff at the beginning, um, isn't great. I didn't find it very interesting. However, she doesn't actually spend that much time there. Like she ends up on Earth pretty quick. And I actually do think from the time she lands on Earth till the end of the film, the movie is pretty great. Like I, I think it does. Um, I think it introduces the character in a very real way that like makes sense and i think my issues with this film were very similar to the issues i had with iron man 3 where i, th- I think i wanted the scrolls to be something different and i, I honestly I, didn't, I didn't mind that yeah and in hindsight like now watching it again i actually like the way that they did the scrolls and i actually think that there was a really beautiful story there and honestly i i think this film is better than ant-man i think that this is a very solid origin film i think it it's a better origin film than a lot of the phase one at least half of the phase one movies because i think it's better than hulk and i think it's better than thor and i'm sure some people out there might think it's better than cap one but i would disagree well those people would be wrong um but i do think that this is a b-tier film i i think it's better than ant-man personally because i prefer this kind of movie to the kind of movie ant-man is I prefer the fact that this movie is more serious than it is silly. And I do think it has those serious moments and I, I do care about the character. Um, so I, I personally would put it above Ant-Man. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to disagree on this one. I didn't realize that it had gone up. It really went up a lot. Like next to Guardians 2, this was the second highest riser on my list. Um, now, Avengers Endgame. I'll kick this one off. So like I said, I think Avengers Infinity War is the stronger film because the plot I think is more interesting. I do like that this film returns to kind of like the classic Avengers lineup with like Ant-Man and 
Rhodey and Nebula and like a few of the the characters that don't haven't gotten a lot of prominence. So it was interesting seeing them interact, um, but still very much focusing on the core Avengers team. I think there were a lot of consequences in this film, and I, I always love consequences. Um, I think that, you know, it served as a beautiful, bittersweet ending to both Cap and Iron Man's full character arcs i think that the way that they like the battle scene at the end was full of these epic satisfying moments that being said i do think that there's some shortcomings like i do think like a whole middle portion of this film feels very i don't want to say boring but can kind of like feel like it it kind of goes on you know what i mean like yeah like there's there's points of this film where i i feel like uh I I don't care about these characters or I, I don't really care to see this location. And it, like, it was less exciting. Whereas other ones were like, Oh, like I'm very interested to see this. Um, and then mm-hmm. like, I think the, I think that's the, the big difference with this and infinity war. I feel like infinity war, the first, second and third act are all very strong. I feel like Endgame, the first and third act are both very strong. Um, like the first act does a great job of like, building off of infinity war showing us the immediate consequences and like throwing us into the plot but then the middle piece is a little bit like it has highs and lows and some of the highs are really high i say some of the lows are pretty like meh the jokes in the film are actually pretty great and they're used sparingly but the ending is really what it the spectacle of it all is really what feels like the the big climactic ending to the everything that has happened up until now and i think that's where all the big moments come from but this movie isn't just that ending sequence right like it exactly and i think that's what i try to tell people all the time like i i really love endgame but like i feel like that ending scene really blurs a lot of what i would consider shortcomings for this movie yeah i i would say that this is still a solid like, I still think this is the second best Avengers film. I, I would still yeah. argue that this could go in S. Um, I I'm would too. more inclined to put it... No, I, I would say, like, I think that this could be S. This could be the bottom of the S tier, or this could be the top of the A tier. I was gonna I was gonna suggest bottom of S, because I ha- like, we just spent that time talking about how, like, the, the spectacle and the third act is what everyone thinks about, but it that is legitimately, like, so those are some of the greatest moments in this entire cinematic universe right like when captain america says avengers assemble and when you see like cap use mjolnir and and the the thanos battle that's really good like the hawkeye and black widow there's a lot of chills you get in this film Mm -hmm. like yeah and like even just like the passing of the shield like i uh, i have issues with that i don't want to get into that not like the passing of the shield but what steve rogers final moments in the movie really bother me but i would put it below black panther for sure i like the middle act of the movie though like i i, I do like yeah, yeah i think it's going weaker. back in time to all these key moments in the mcu like yeah the thor thor uh dark world one sucked but how great was it seeing the events of avengers one but yes. from a different angle and that's like yeah I, and that's the the problem with the middle is it's not that it's bad it's that it's like inconsistent because yeah, like I don't care about seeing Rocket and Thor go back to Thor Dark World, and I don't care about Nebula and Rhodey going back to Guardians, right? But I do care to see like Iron Man and Cap go back to Avengers One, and I do care to see. Um... Honestly, I liked when when Cap and Iron Man went back to like the 1980s. Yes, that as and well. Iron Man yeah. saw his dad. 
yeah, or like seventies, yeah, whatever it was. Totally, I, and I agree. That's what that's where I think the middle is just a bit inconsistent. It's mm-hmm. not as strong. Like the thing with uh, Infinity War is that all the pairings were very intentional and very strong. There was somebody you liked or somebody you connected to in each of those pairings. Whereas in in Endgame, there were a couple that didn't feel as um, interesting as the others. Okay, so we'll throw that at the bottom of S then. Spider-Man Far From Home. Is it okay if I start this one? Yeah, I'm, in- I'm actually interested to hear where you would place this. Well, that's the thing. is I'm not going to place it where I want to place it. I already made up my mind about this movie when we were placing Homecoming. Because I actually like Far From Home better than Homecoming. I think Far From Home does a really great job telling the story of Peter and MJ. Like, I think putting that at the heart of it is really interesting. I like the Mysterio story. Like, I I don't think it's intended to be a twist. Do I love that he's connected to Iron Man? No. But did I love that Vulture was connected to Iron Man either? No. But I do think I find Mysterio to be a more interesting threat for Spider-Man at this point um, than Vulture was at the point of Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, I do like the action and the jokes, and I, I and I like the feeling of it's like it's a vacation, and like the the characters, like these high school characters, have all like changed and shifted. And I found it funny. I found it charismatic. I like seeing him interact with Nick Fury more than I liked seeing him interact with Tony. Um, and I do like that Tony's death plays a role in contextualizing this film. So I I personally enjoy this film more than i do homecoming that being said i was fully aware that i think that if you were saying homecoming was a that far from home and homecoming in your opinion were probably reversed and so i i already made the decision that i'm okay with far from home going lower than homecoming because i don't think both of these films should be a tier i feel like it's a b tier film i don't i don't think it's worse than some of the stuff we have in b tier i think it's b tier as well I personally would have it below Guardians 2. They're very similar on my rankings. And I do really like Mysterio in this movie. Mysterio was amazing. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. The ending of this movie puts put Spider-Man in a really interesting place. And it was not super predictable. Obviously, I knew who Mysterio was. I knew Mysterio was a Spider-Man villain. But... I wouldn't necessarily, like you said, I wouldn't necessarily call what happened a twist. I just really liked, it wasn't a twist to the audience, but I liked how it was a twist to the characters in the world and like how everything was set up. It was this massive, elaborate plot that went all the way back to the beginning of the MCU with Iron Man 1. How these guys, like the scientist was the guy that was fired by Obadiah Stane in Iron Man 1. How that, they brought that guy back. That was super cool. Happy in this movie was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Happy in this movie. I think this is ha- Happy's probably best appearance. And then, this is why I really like Spider-Man the MCU. Is like the, They really capture how awkward it is being a teenager. And this movie takes the cake. That being said, I just... The whole, like, vacation setting just it didn't really work with me that much. But I personally still, like I said, I don't think, I think this is the weakest of the Spider-Man movies in the MCU. I can live with it being in low A or high B. I think, like, I I think let's put it in B. I think it's fine to go where you had said below Guardians. Um, I do think it's better than Age of Ultron. Well, let's put it right there. It's a mm-hmm. nice snug spot for Spidey. So that's going to bring us to the end of part two of our MCU tier list. Um, And that's kind of all for today. We're going to leave you on a cliffhanger for 
part three, which will cover phase four. Um, so that brings us to the end of today's quest. If you like what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for upcoming quests, or just share your thoughts online, leave us a comment, let us know what you think about these MCU films, and we'll see you next time at The Hub. Mateo, log us out. Microsoft, make a new Banjo game. See everybody.